0: All right, dads, I got a very special guest for you guys today. Joe Piscopo joins me on the podcast. I listen to Joe every Sunday on 770 WABC Radio. He is the host of Sundays with Sinatra. It airs 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time every Sunday. Uh, Joe is best known for his impressions of celebrities, including especially Frank Sinatra. Uh, Joe was a regular cast member on Saturday Night Live back in the 80s. If you dads out there are fans of Frank Sinatra and that type of music, I really encourage you to listen to or go visit wabcradio.com and check out Sundays with Sinatra. Joe shares some incredible stories about old blue eyes. He plays some behind-the-scenes audio of Frank Sinatra from the recording studio to nightclubs and so much more. It's all done with respect and class as Joe has the blessing from the Sinatra family. I grew up listening to Sinatra and all that type of music, as I've mentioned here before on the podcast here. My father was a stand-in singer for Eddie Fisher back in the 1950s, uh, so I really appreciate Joe's Sundays with Sinatra. And one of the biggest blessings for me in hosting First Class Fatherhood is that it gives me the opportunity to reach out to guys like Joe and invite them onto the podcast here. That's exactly what I did, and Joe Piscopo will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Joe Piscopo was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And I really do owe all of the success of First Class Fatherhood to you guys, the listeners out there. I can't say thank you enough. There's two ways you can help support the podcast and save some money while you're doing it. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD. You'll save up to 66% off your order. MyPillow's got some of the best products on the market. Their mattress topper is my personal favorite. If you're taking your kids to the ball game this year, the football season's underway, go to SeatGeek.com to order your tickets or visit the SeatGeek app and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. You'll save $20 on your tickets so you guys get to save some money and support the podcast here as well I can't say thank you enough for all your help so far you guys really keep me going here make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements and as always guys please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is Father's Day right here with me and I'm going to be right back with Joe Piscopo I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood First Class <laughs> Fatherhood What's doing, dads? I've got two ways for you guys to save money and support First Class Fatherhood. First up, the NFL season is back and the stands are packed once again with fans—the way it's supposed to be. If you plan on taking your kids, going with your family, or going with the guys to the game, save twenty dollars on your tickets by going to SeatGeek.com or using the SeatGeek app and use my promo code First Class. That's one word, First Class, and you get to save twenty dollars off your tickets okay and secondly you got to go to mypillow.com and save up to 66% off using my promo code fatherhood mypillow.com use the promo code fatherhood i'll tell you right now their pillows are great but their mattress toppers their towels their bathrobes are next level you got to check them out mypillow.com use the promo code fatherhood and you're going to save up to 66% off your order all right you got that guys seat geek save 20 dollars on your tickets promo code over there first class My pillow, promo code over there, fatherhood. All right, two ways for you guys to save money and support First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Joe Piscopo. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood.
1: Alec, I love that you're doing this, man. I love that you're doing this and you're acknowledging dads. God bless you. Look at me. I never, I always, I'm in a suit and tie We're doing a news hit or I'm doing the radio show. But I just, I just, I got my buddy helping me with the driveway, which got washed out. But And if you can come over, Alec, I'd appreciate it, because I need some help in the driveway. You I know you're a tough guy, man. So we're doing the driveway. I'm getting the flowers in. People think it's easy. I Like Rodney
0: used to say, it ain't easy. I'll tell you, it's not easy. I'll tell you, it ain't <laughs> Well, it's listen, not- you, you, you're in dad mode. You're in dad gear here. So let's start it right like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they?
1: Well, I, and you, I always say, as the joke, in New Jersey, I have a child at every exit. You know that, Alec. So I got... <laughs> I got, I have five children and the blessings of my life, man. And it's like, you know, I, you know, the marriage is not so much, but, and, and, but I'm, I I always thank the the mothers of the children because they bless me with the, I go like this, my people, we go like this, I'll make the sign of the cross, best kids in the world. So I've got them from all the way, you know, older, you know, probably your age or so. My big son, Joey, who's just a great kid, God bless him. And then I've got 22 you know, I've got a sixteen-year-old about to turn seventeen-year-old. Michael just turned nineteen. My 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 Stevie Ray Vaughan son, who plays the guitar better than I ever could. You know, and then and then I have a ten-year-old. I know. The question is, Alec, my friend, am I done? And I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I, I love. I can have ten kids. You know.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm right there with you. And listen, you said there too with the. I don't do a marriage show specifically on that. This is just focused on fatherhood here. I I got four kids myself. I have three boys, and then got the girl on the fourth try. Otherwise, we'd have five by now and be catching up to you here. But we we got her on the fourth try, and that was the end of that show.
1: Well, the girl, the girls are the best. I have three daughters, and I got to tell you something else. And and you don't understand women really, I think, till you have daughters. And there's so much. uh, the, the intuitive nature of women, I find out, I know from my mother, of course, but when they walk into a room, this is what I like about my daughters, they can ascertain a room in a second. They'll see who's who, what's what. They'll get the vibe of the room. Guys, and you know, with my, we're like, hey, what's going on here? How are you? We have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I'll I, I tell you, I, I the main trucks of my life, I'm working a lot. We do, a, 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 by the grace of God, I work all the time and I enjoy it. But they say, Joe, what do you do for fun? And as a dad, you know it. And I watch the site here, and I love what you're doing with it. And that's why um, I appreciate you taking the time to even chat with me, man. Because that is, I'm like, I always say, I'm a dad savant. You know, the rest of life on stage, I feel pretty darn comfortable before a microphone. But with the dad, I'm I, I, the, there's like an instinct, you know. It's and that my main thing is, you know, safety for the kids. Are they eating right? And and oh, always just so caring about my children. So uh, this is great that you're doing it because, Dad, you know, I, I don't have to tell you, Dad's, you know, we're we're always, like Jerry Seifel said it best. We're like the, you know, the, the helium balloon that is kind of almost out of helium. And we're just hanging around, hanging around in the background. Oh, <laughs> you know. But but a joy it is, my friend. So so uh, congratulations on the great work you're doing here.
0: Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. Now, take me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey here then. About how old were you? Approximately how old were you when you yeah. first became a dad? And how did becoming a father kind of change or shift your perspective on life? Yeah, I
1: was 27. And then, um, you know, I was with uh, Joey's mom for a while, you know. And then uh, I remember distinctly, 27, I'm in the comedy clubs, right? And and having a child and at the comedy clubs that was such an anomaly to everybody. No one could believe it. I was the only guy with a kid, you know. It was and 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 Larry David was there, you know. Larry couldn't even think about children or and and Jerry Seinfeld was around and all these greats were around, you know. But we were all starting out back then. And then I, I Joey was born, and I remember distinctly uh, uh, that uh, animal instinct you have when you look at your child for the first time, your first child for the first time and you can't there's something you can't describe unless you're there and i remember the baby was born it was englewood hospital in jersey you know and then i remember uh uh nancy his mom was crying and then i started to cry and then they let me hold the baby and i looked at judge and wow man it was just an overwhelming uh uh comforting feeling but almost an animal instinct of protection for that child and that i've never experienced it now again i'm out of the comedy clubs and 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 from then on it was such a joy and and he was like um with me everywhere i used to bring him i had to say good nights on saturday night live which was probably against some kind of child labor law or something you know because it was one o'clock in the morning but i put my, i put joey up he would stay there he my kid would hang out with like eddie murphy and we because eddie was around all the time stevie wonder was right down the street in alpine where we used to live in bergen county in jersey and then he'd go Saturday Live. He saw all the stars of Saturday Live. And then I would always, I see him now. I see the reruns. I see Joey as a little kid. So that, that was uh, the impetus there. I was about 27. Then I just, um, you know, kept having children after that, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, incredible, Joey. Listen, what would you consider to be the, um, the top values that you had always wanted to instill in all your kids?
1: It gives you a purpose of life. And and that's they, having child gives you a purpose of life. And that's what I want to teach my kids, how grateful we should be just to be here. You know, I'm uh, uh, not to drive it home, but I'm a religious guy. So I just say, you know, uh, you know, just you have to be uh, uh, thankful to God for being here and just appreciate that. And that's why in, even in politics where we're doing a lot of politics now, I don't, I don't care who you vote for. I don't care who you are. I always tell my kids this because they get political and then they're told in school what things are. And so I got to even everything out, you know, with my children just to be grateful here and to be respectful. So it's mostly gratitude, humility and respect. That's what I live by. Uh, and I just hope I, I listen but by the grace of God only. The, the kids are following that credo Alec.
0: Yeah, very well said. Yeah, I'm, I'm a faith-based guy myself. My favorite part of the day is 6 o'clock. We eat dinner to six of us religiously. We wow. pray together. And uh, it's the best time of my day. So uh, I'm with you there. And, and listen, as far as the pilot thing, I try to bring guys on from the left, from the right. And it's yeah. just it, fatherhood is something that unites us. So I think we can find some unity in fatherhood because we are all connected through that. We all share a similar experience no matter what side of the street we're coming from. So uh, that's why I keep the focus on fatherhood and family life here. And ha- yeah. how, about, how about as far as discipline goes here, Joe? What, what kind of disciplinarian have you been as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with?
1: It's a great, a great question. I'm the I'm the worst disciplinarian. <laughs> I just don't. I just I will talk. I don't yell. I don't everything. My father was uh, to this day still my hero, and behind me I have pictures of my my grandfather and, you know, my pop. And uh, they came over from Italy. My my father was born here, but he was. I don't know how. The amazing thing amazing. First of all, my father was. He couldn't speak English when he went to school. They made fun of him, but he went on to skip grades. He became a lawyer to represent the non-English speaking blue collars that that uh, my grandfather was, that his father was. And uh, he was my hero, my father. He told me how great America is. He told me how how you gotta work, and he never pressured me out on I mean, anything. I go you got he's a, uh, he was a lawyer. He'd go to law school. I'm the least thing from an academic in the world. I can't imagine going to law school. I barely got out of college, man. No, and, and Pop was there. And he is—he is my number one hero. He's my number one hero, and that was—that's my uh, my my driving uh, force right there. But discipline—he was—and I know—I don't know. You're younger. You're a lot younger than I am, man. But in my day, they—they they could drive. And there was a comedian that used to do this bit, and I wish I could remember his name because I always give credit where it's due. But your dad. He could reach back and smack you in the back seat of a car quicker than anybody else. He was quicker than Muhammad Ali. My father would be driving everything We'd be causing trouble. You would get smacked in a second. How could he be that quick? I said, wow. I didn't even get mad. I said, or, or hurt or cry. I said, that was the fastest move I've ever seen in my life. And they knew where you were in the back seat, too, Popwood. And, and he, was, he was, you know, and he would just be, be very, if something was wrong, he would let you know. I'm the direct opposite. I, I I I'm just a pussycat like that, you know. And then the moms always go, "Oh, you should say something. You should do something." I talk, you know. I like to lead by example, and I like to lead. This sounds really, you know, kind of wishy-washy, but I like to give a hug. You know, come here. Something's up, and they think you're gonna yell at them. You hug them. You hug them, and you say, "You got this. Let's talk it out." I try. So far, it's been working. But that's my that I'm not. A, I'm not a yeller. Of, you know, you, you're grounded. You're grounded. I I can't I'm not I I talk I hug and and I just hope it works out so far so good Alex
0: (laughs) yeah listen my father was my father was born in 1930 and he was 50 years old when he had me so he came from that old school as well you know so he who's like a no-nonsense guy, and I find it... Listen, a lot of the dads that I bring on here, when I ask them the discipline question, they'll say, oh yeah, I got the belt, or I got the switch, or I got the, the spoon, or whatever. And then they say, well, I don't do that with my kids. Like, it, there's definitely... And I look sometimes, like, when I get hard discipline with my kids, I, I look and like, how the hell could my dad do this? Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I get this guilt feeling Even like when, when the kids are young and I smack them on their ass. It's like, and, oh, I feel so guilty for doing it. Like, I don't know how they were... He, he didn't seem like he ever felt bad about doing it. Like, you know, so... The, and, but, and I said to you before, he was a stand-in singer for Eddie Fisher. I love, right. yeah. Obviously, you know, and you do the Sinatra impressions. You do the, the Sundays with Sinatra. I love the show that you do. Um, you. I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you this here: uh, yeah. What is the demographic? Are, are there still is there still a big audience of younger generation that's thirsting for the Sinatra type music? What, what is the audience that you're seeing? What kind of feedback do you get from the younger generation?
1: You know, you know, so funny. I, I, I went, you, if you're watching this, Alec called and I tried to get on my iPad, but of course, I'm out in the boondocks in Jersey, so you can't get any reception. So I grabbed the iPhone. Now I'm looking over there like the camera's there, and I hate that <laughs> over here. I see the camera. I see the. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, you know. I'm That's like, all right. Hey, listen. Like you know, one of those comedy characters, like Marty Feldman. Hi, how are you? <laughs> how are you? So there you are. Uh, you know what? It was with uh, Frank With us can we talk Frank Sinatra for a second? Yeah. Can let's do it because he was a hero as well to me. Because my father told me uh, he goes, "If you're going to go into entertainment," and I said, "I'd like to do that." Dad, I'd like to be like a comic or something. And he goes, or, "Or an entertainer." I just wanted to be like an entertainer. So he goes, "Well, look at Frank Sinatra. He was the greatest in the world." He was Italian. He was from North Jersey, and his family came from Italy. And he really reached the height of everything in entertainment there's your there's your role model so I you know I start to kind of understand and absorb uh Frank Sinatra but then when I went to do him in the comedy clubs I did him with respect but I did him in the comedy clubs then they asked me to do him on Saturday Night Live and I didn't want to do it out of respect for my father and for Frank Sinatra because they're the same age they were a year apart same mentality same movements and when I, people go oh yeah you you love Frank Sinatra uh, more than you know, I have the respect, respected love for Frank Sancho, but it's all about my dad, you know, man. It's about my father. So I go out there, and when we go out and we do uh, the impression, for example, it's all out of respect. And then I finally get, had to give in because I'm a good soldier on Saturday Night Live. And they and they said you're going to do it, and I said only if I could write the sketch, and it has to be respectful. And I wrote a letter to Frank Sinatra. This is done with respect. You're a hero of mine. You're my father's hero, uh, and 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 we do this with love and respect. And Mr. Sinatra was so nice to me when I got to meet him. When I got to meet Frank Sinatra, you know, and it was and the joke is, and it was so true because I met Dick Cavett, the talk show host, introduced us at a Friars Club or something. They said, "Hey, uh, Joe Piscopo, Frank Sinatra." And I froze, man. I, I was in such awe of the whole Sinatra. Uh, your father would appreciate that. It's just the whole uh, the, the tenor, the whole reputation of this great man and all that he stood for, Frank Sinatra. And I froze. And he said to me, he put his hand out, Frank Sinatra. And then he goes, hey, Joe, baby, how are you? Like that. And it put that <laughs> North Jersey, Hoboken, accent. Joe, hey, Joe, baby, how are you? Man? Like that. And I go, I go, hey, can I call you Frank? And he went, no. Like, <laughs> you know, he, and, and it was in front of him, like a couple thousand people where he did that, and I'll tell you what, he used to call me the vice chairman of the board. So I appreciate you listening to the show on Sunday nights on WABC Radio uh, in New York, as you watch around the country, WABCRadio.com. And we celebrate three hours uh, of who we call affectionately because he's like the captain of a ship. We call Mr. Sinatra the old man, you know, with respect. So we we celebrate the old man this week. I I don't know when you're going to play this, but we're going to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, and going to play uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim with Mr. Sinatra. So it's it's just I just fell into it, you know? But it's all about my dad. All about fatherhood. That's what it's all about. My father was a he used to discipline us, but if I may, he was always there. We we're in Bloomfield, New Jersey, Alex. And we went I went to um, Brookdale Elementary School and I was on the baseball team. And my father was working all the time in Passaic as a lawyer, representing you know the workers and having to be in court. Every time we had a ball game, he came with a suit and tie on And he coached the team. And I never forgot that. See that role model he had? And and then he would sometimes take his tie off and he would just coach. And then he'd take us out for like ice cream. I remember as a little kid, I remember that. And that is an indelible mark on my fatherhood. The the love that he showed. Discipline, not so much. I can't can't carry that on. But the love and the respect that, that I had for Pop, he showed me. And that's what I try to show my children, man.
0: Yeah. Austin awesome testimony there, Joe. Too, so, and listen, like I said, I grew up listening to all the music and I think it's just when, when you listen to that era of music, I grew up with the Jimmy Roselli the, and then some Bobby Darren and all these guys. And it was like, you, you fast forward to today. And you, wait, wait, wait you're not an, are you Italian? Are you Italian? No, 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 no. Only Italians know Jimmy Roselli.
1: Jimmy yeah. Roselli was the guy that was apparently so great and he, he he performed for all the, the 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 wise guys, you know. Apparently, apparently, I'm just saying this rumor has it, you know. And and but he's like so kind of an esoteric name. But I talked to him once. But apparently, he was great. But something happened between Mr. he and Mr. Sinatra. Did your dad tell you there? They kept, there was a falling out between the two of them, you know. Yeah. And, and, you yeah. No. He.
0: Yeah. He did. He did talk. He did talk about that. And I do know. Yeah. He was. He had the reputation for playing for all the all the mob type guys and all that stuff. But I mean, I, I like my, my friends when I was a kid thought I was out of my mind because I would listen to songs like your old wedding ring was new. Be, what the hell's wrong with this kid? Like, you know, so, um, but you look at the top of the charts today and the music that comes out, it's just a different message. It's just, it's just totally like back then everything was about love and it was, it just, just has a powerful, good message. And today I don't think we get that as much. Did, now, did you, did you pass on this tradition of the Frank Sinatra, that type of music to your kids? Are they into it? Do they listen?
1: Yeah. And you're right. To to your reference on the demo, it's interesting on on W.A.B.C. on on Sunday nights with Sinatra. There are young kids. There are parents living uh, uh, um, uh, listening with their kids. So I have a 15 year old kids will call me on the phone and they'll say I'm listening with my dad. And, And we learn. And it's almost like a professor. They call me, you know, Professor Piscopo because I'm like a curator (laughs) of everything Sinatra, you know, with permission from the family, by the way. I have immense respect for... uh uh, Sinatra Enterprises, my friend Charlie uh, Pignon and, and Tina Sinatra, who came on the show. I was just so, so, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 grateful for that. And Nancy Jr. as well. But, you know, they listen and because they want to dress up. They want to get in because the old man, Mr. Sinatra, he always had some kind of classy thing going on. I feel funny talking to you like this because that's why I always make it a credo wearing a tie. Joe, you're always dressed in a tie. Go, you know what? It's like, what would Frank Sinatra do? You know what I mean? And and everybody, your age, younger, they dig it. And I, my kids and Joey would go around singing New York, New York at four years old. It was, you know, he would be singing New York. You know, it was great to see. And my kids now, you know, my son, Michael, is, is great. As you see Michael online, you'll see Mikey Piscopo and he's ripping it up, playing the guitar like Stevie Ray, you know, as the great Stevie Ray Bond. But he understands that there's a lot I could teach my kids from what Frank Sinatra went through me, there was prejudice toward Italian Americans. There is now, but even more so back then. And even Frank Sinatra's parents, like my grandparents, what they had to go through. You can't even imagine the prejudice and you deal with it, You work, it makes you work harder and everything that Frank Sinatra did. And that parallels my father, by the way, same generation, the greatest generation. You know, I think your father was like that as well, from what you're telling me. And it was, and I tell you what, it's that the whole Sinatra feel it just transcends all ages it's amazing I've never seen anything like it and he's the the guy
0: he's the guy guy. he is old blue eyes I I love the fact that you that's why I love your show you're you're introducing him to a whole new generation of people out there so I love the fact that you have it going and I love how you give like the behind the scenes things that we never heard before Run listen, that,
1: to the moon, let me swing among the stars. That's the best album, I think. I think, Alec, a man and his music, a great album. Look, it's really sad that I could bring that up last minute like that, isn't it? I can't.
0: Yeah, listen, but like I said, I love how you play some of this stuff we never got to hear. Like, I know last week I was listening and you had, he was uh, he sang the same song three times in a row because he was a perfectionist. He wanted to get it right and he, and he kept uh, you know, missing a note or whatever it was. And I love getting the chance to hear it. <laughs> then there was some commotion towards the end of the third take. And it was like, so those are the things that... And I appreciate getting the chance to hear on the program. What's next for you here, Joe? What kind of plans and goals you have for yourself for the future?
1: You know what we did? We're going to stay with the Frank Sinatra show, probably turn it into a TV show because it's working so well. Thanks for picking that up. That was Angel Eyes. And I found that with permission from the Sinatra family, of course. And it was the old man trying to get Angel Eyes down, you know. <laughs> Drink up all you people. Yep. What thing you see. He goes, did I get the note? Did I get the note? We got the... Thanks for picking that up. That means the world to me. Someone at in your age group, Alec, if I may, you know, understanding that it was so. We're we're going to probably turn that into a TV show. We're on the road all the time. You can go to JoePiscopo.us or JoePiscopo.org, and you'll see where we are. We'd love to see you. I'm playing down at the ocean in Atlantic City to uh, in in we're at uh, uh, Lorenzo's in on Staten Island. I love playing clubs. We're doing theaters, the Suffolk Theater. We're out in November in Long Island, and we just got back from Oshkosh, Wisconsin, because I only play the hot spots, my friend. So I said, <laughs> they, go, they go, you want to go to the Oshkosh Jazz Festival with Joey DiFrancesco? Joey's like a jazz legend. And my friends, Dave Damiani and Haley Reinhardt, Eugene Landau, Murphy, Sal Ballantinetti, and these cats that won all those shows, you know, on TV. And we go out and we perform around the country live with the big band out, with the big band. So, Matt, I'm, I'm working in uh, New York. I, it's nonstop, and I ain't going to stop, man. I'm going to keep going. That's just the way Frank Sinatra did, the way my father did right to the end, you know. So, I appreciate Hey, You know, I got to tell you, if I may, tell me. Now, you probably told your audience, but you when I when we came on the air, before we went on the air, I said to Alec, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted now. I said, you got me down. I'm just working outside, but I been on the radio. You got to get up like 3, 4 in the morning to do morning radio on AM 970. We do radio. But you, you beat me right to the punch, man.
0: You, what time are your hours on the railroad, my friend? Yeah, I work seven at night till three in the morning, so I oh. have a unique, <laughs> a unique schedule there that kind of lines up. Not so, uh, but it, but it works for me. It works for the family. So. Uh, like I said, I'm going to drop the link that you just mentioned there in the description of this podcast episode so okay. my listeners can get over there, find out more about you, what you're doing, and the show. Last okay. thing I want to hit you with here, Joe, I'd love to ask all the, the guests that I get on the podcast, yeah. what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening?
1: Yeah, you got to always make I, – I, I know it's going to sound like it spoils the child. Make the child the priority, the child the priority because, I mean, we can talk and I, I, I know – but guy to guy. It's like, and I'm a single guy now, you know, and I, my, my personal life, it's a running joke on the radio, you know, I it just, it's like, I talk about trains. It's like a train wreck, my, you know, the relationship, but I never bring around somebody and it took me years to learn that don't bring around somebody where the kids, where they feel uncomfortable, you know, Think, make the child a priority because people always say, uh, oh, oh, someone will say, Hey, let's meet in New York. And then I think, well, there's a school play and there's no contest, drop everything, go there. Go to the play. You're gonna sit there at the play. You're gonna go. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I'm here. I gotta sit th- sit through it. Bring flowers for your daughter after the play. Go to the ball game. Be locked in. Last night, where was I? It's I gotta go to bed early. I'm watching my son at Crossroads in Garwood, New Jersey, ripping it up with his band, and I'm sitting there watching him. Going, yeah, man. After the show, nobody said thanks for coming, Dad. And and that was that's it. Just be there. That's the kid. If you're gonna have the responsibility of having a baby, having a child, then that has to be the priority. That would be my humble advice.
0: Yeah, wow. I I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say, Joe Piscopo, you're a first-class father all the way. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here at First Class Fatherhood.
1: Alec, God bless you for what you do, my brother.
0: Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Joe Piscopo for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Check out Sundays with Sinatra. The link is in the description of this podcast episode. If you guys are a fan of Frank Sinatra or that type of music, you will love it the show that joe does there on sundays i can't say thank you guys enough for listening if you're looking to save money and help support the podcast visit mypillow.com and use the promo code fatherhood at the checkout you will save up to 66 percent off on your order if you're buying any tickets for any broadway shows or football games baseball games whatever it may be do so on seatgeek.com or use the seatgeek app and use the promo code first class and you will save twenty dollars on your tickets. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.